Her newest collection is titled The Way We See Now, a collaboration of photography and poetry. The photographer is Sam Joyner, and the poet is Francine Ringgold. Francine has an earlier poem with a similar title, The Way I See Now. And considering the two titles, we might suspect Francine privileges her visual sense in her writing. We'll soon find, of course, that we are short-sighted in that. Take the way I see now. It's read here by cellist Loretta O'Sullivan, whose music we've just been hearing. The way I see now for Jane. Last night, a bird kept twittering in my left ear, waking me each time I fell asleep, keeping me up just above the surface of dream. What was this bird saying? Where was he going? Fagala, little bird. Small matter that bird was smoke detector. Weak signal. Its song gave me bird, gave me memory. Today it became my poem and yours. This bird, this giant raven black and shining, or tiny warbler twittering in dream. I give him to you. Hold him in the palm of your hand. Release him into the sweet gum tree out back. Take him to bed. Feel his wings flutter with each breath, his tiny heartbeat under your skin. This is the way I see now, with my hand, with my wings, with my heart. The Way I See Now, a poem by Francine Ringgold, read by cellist Loretta O'Sullivan, who is conversing with the poem here. And as we listen to Loretta listening to the poem and responding, we realize that it is sound that brings the whole poem into being in the first place. The dream space is penetrated by a twittering sound that rouses the dreamer, not into wide awakeness, but rather into that liminal in-betweenness where we are neither here nor there. It's amusing that the twitter is actually coming from the dying battery of a smoke detector, but in the dream world, in the imaginative in-between, it surely is a bird. And the dreamer is curious and pays attention, asking, what was this bird saying while listening for the answer? And the answer is not a set of facts, but itself, its very self. The dreamer tells us that the bird's song gave me bird, as if dreamer knew bird from the inside, as if they were one. And the memory of song and essence of bird is a gift of the night 
from the in-between place and a battery that's draining. A smoke detector is prosaic, perhaps, but it all becomes poem, and the imagination is a key. Today it became my poem and yours, this bird, and we are given the gift of bird poem, and perhaps a new way of experiencing the world. This is the way I see now, with my hand, with my wings, with my heart. Just listen. Pure gift. Francine Leffler Ringgold served two terms as Poet Laureate of Oklahoma, and she was the 2003 winner of the Writer Who Makes a Difference Award from The Writer Magazine. She edited and championed Nimrod International Journal and taught literature and theater at the University of Tulsa for over 47 years and created courses such as sports and literature, the law and literature, and writing your memoir. Her books of poetry include the award-winning volumes The Trouble with Voices, Still Dancing, and Dog Days, A Way of Speaking. At the start, we mentioned The Way We See Now, a collaboration of photography and poetry with Sam Joyner. As we might suspect from hearing her poem, Francine believes collaboration is critical to creating and to living. Loretta O'Sullivan is a cellist, and even when she's performing the solo cello sonatas of Bach, she is collaborating. During the pandemic, when she was unable to perform in public, as she regularly does with the Bach Choir of Bethlehem and the Bach Festival Orchestra, where she is principal cellist, Loretta developed a series of encounters with poetry, with the haiku of Marilyn Miller, and most recently, the poems of Francine Ringgold. That collaboration has led to bird songs, which we'll hear in its entirety tomorrow on Art Scene. We set the stage, though, with Francine Ringgold, who now lives in California with Pete, her dear dog. We spoke with her and asked her to talk about the power of poetry as we begin our conversation. That's a big question, but... For me, I have always thought of a poem as a gift that you give to someone else. And though you are certainly speaking from your experience and your emotions, you have to find that place where you meet someone else. You know, so often people will say, teachers will say, for example, in trying to stimulate a group of would-be poets, how do you feel? I never ask that question because that comes out no matter what you do. It's what you see and what you feel and what you collaborate with because we're always collaborating with something, whether it's the air or a person or a dog and or another artist as I did of course, with Floretta O'Sullivan, who is a wonderful, wonderful composer and cellist. So I guess I would say, to get back to your question, that poetry has a way for me to relate to the world. Um, because it's usually a short form, 
it allows you to meet the world in, in a more compact way. And that's why I say it's, it's a gift that you give to someone else. Of course, it's also a gift you give to yourself because uh, it gives you a way of discovering the world and focusing on different things that you might not normally see. I, I recently have done a, another collaboration, but uh, a whole book with a photographer uh, whose name is Sam Joyner, and it's called The Way We See Now, and it's a collaboration of photography and poetry. And in this case, he sent me his marvelous photograph, and I just was writing about what I see in them, not about the photograph necessarily, uh, but certainly that's there. So poetry is so many things, and I, I really appreciate the ability to, to relate to someone else or something else. And sometimes we're so closed in, as we all have been with COVID, and still will be, I'm sure, that we have no other way of relating. And that's, that's marvelous for me. And it's also been a way of relating to history and to other poets. What's so wonderful about this collaboration and what you have presented as your poems is the deceptive, and I mean this deceptively simple language that these poems are, and yet there is such power. And you talked about the compact nature of a poem in that way. And there are things that we might overlook on first reading, like oh, well, she's written a poem and she's talking about her dog and this is wonderful. But then the word pain comes in and uh-huh. breaking and tears and suddenly suddenly, this is not such a simple picture of a dog enjoying a spot of sunlight. Yes, well, of course, you really hit on something that um, most people are not aware of. So I appreciate that very much. I actually wrote this group of poems. Yes, they are about my dog, but also they are about my husband who had just died. And so, though he is never necessarily mentioned, I mean, one would think it's not a very nice thing to compare your husband to a dog, but yes, it is because it's, it's in that feeling and that's why the book from which Loretta selected those poems is called dog days, a way of speaking. So the dog gave me a way of speaking without uh, sentimentalizing, I would say. Uh, And yes, the sighing and the pain is about the dog. And, you know, I have one of them in front of me. And I don't remember whether it's one Loretta wrote the music to, but uh, a weeping pipe, a peep, silence. Finally, a persistent whine, and again that urgent peep, neither bird nor human. The light is up, Pete with it. He stretches, sighs, cocks his head, waits. Does a star dance when I appear? So it is with attachment. It feeds us. It lets us bask in its sun. Well, you know, I read that myself now, and of course, Pete is dying now, and this was 
this poem was written in 2013, and he's 18 years old. And so it is so much about him as he is acting now, uh, this attachment, but it's also about my husband, strangely enough. And so, as you said, a poem is, is meant to be rewritten. You read it, and then you read it again, and you see something else. And, and even particularly because Loretta collaborated with the music and really found something else in the poems that music, and actually in this case I might say that star dance, that it creates a, another entity. That's what collaboration always does. It, it just creates something which is new, and you're surprised at yourself. I mean, you being the writer or the musician. So that's why I love to collaborate. And there's been a lot throughout the history of poetry. And, and you know, if you think of it, uh, I love the stage more than live theater, which I'm so delighted is coming back. And, and that's the ultimate in collaboration every night, you know, from the actor to the musicians to the lighting person. This is, it's all the artists working together. And so we, we find that in collaboration. Of, and by the way, it was Loretta's idea to do this, and I was so honored and pleased. And she selected the poems that really spoke to her. Now that entity, that collaboration of the poem with the music, speaks to me in a fuller way, uh, a new way. And we hope, of course, it does with other members of the audience. And the creation that is on the website where she reads the poem, we see the text, and then she performs, and it just goes like a like a suite of pieces to the end, and the tone and the mood, it's not a one note at all. It's, it's varied right. emotions, and that's the beauty of it. It is in that way, and yet you have an ear for musical language, too. You like assonance and consonants. Oh, which means that you are so sensitive to not just the meaning of the words, but the very taste of the words, the the saying of the words, right? Aren't you? You're, you're, yes, absolutely. And you really understand. Uh, yes, and that's what, well, that's what poetry tries to do. I mean, we're always conscious of sound and rhythm as well as meaning. So you're always trying to do that. Then when you actually have someone who adds, another layer of music, more than what is in the poem itself. Uh, it's, it's great. And that is why my great hope is that our next collaboration is going to be with a dancer, because I'm also very interested in interpretive dance and have done quite a bit of that, even though, even though I'm not exactly dancing now, because I'm 87 years old, I... I love it, and I know a lot of wonderful interpretive dancers, and I hope that we will ultimately do a collaboration where we have the dance and the music and the words. That would be just another dimension, another rich layer, more depth even. Let me just ask you, these portraits of Ida and Rose and Annie are so enchanting and so subtle, and yet even in the short, compact nature of what you've created— we learn volumes about them. They're so endearing and so real. 
Well, they, of course, are based on real people. Sometimes, and you do this in all forms of writing, where you're supposedly writing about one person, Ida Foreman or Rose Sutter, and you take a nose from one and a mouth from another, and it all comes together. But they are based on real people and experience that I had with my mother-in-law, who was in a nursing home. And the only way that I could visit her, which was very often, and leave and then go back to my own children without feeling completely shattered, was to sit in the car afterwards and write. And it wasn't necessarily what, what the poems that you heard come out to be, but there were the details. And so once you capture the details, then you can, can go back. And quite frankly, these poems were written quite some time ago, and I was surprised myself. And also, I thought Loretta did a marvelous job of reading them, and I'm very jealous of someone reading my own poems. You know, I like to read them out loud myself. <laughs> but she did a great job. She has a beautiful voice. So, uh, you know, when, when I heard the line in her voice saying, Ida spit her words into a glass, they rattled there like chain mail all day awaiting the moment of speech. I thought, wow, <laughs> wow. You know, I, I really heard it for the first time, and I wrote it. This is what happens. You you find things out in your writing. You discover things that you didn't know you knew, if that makes any sense. And um, that that was one of those moments where the teeth, you know, were rattling like chain mail. So I was surprised. We're there with her, Ida. That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful that you say that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And now you're going, but just the image that you leave us with about knowing by heart, seeing by heart, because that's what we learn from every single poem we read through here. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you poet Francine Ringgold, award-winning poet Francine Ringgold, speaking about her creative writing and her collaboration with cellist Loretta O'Sullivan, principal cellist of the Bach Choir of Bethlehem's Festival Orchestra. Bird Songs is the collaboration. Loretta has selected poems, especially from the collection Dog Days, A Way of Speaking. She reads them aloud and then she improvises a response. She has done that, and it is complete and on YouTube for viewing and hearing. And when she gives us, as she's doing now, a response to Francine's poetry, it becomes, as Francine says, a third thing, something more than the words, something more than the music, but something greater than the sum of the parts. We'll hear bird songs in its entirety tomorrow on Art Scene. For more information on Francine, it's www.francineringold.info, R-I-N-G-O-L-D, francineringold.info. LOSCello.com is to find information about Loretta O'Sullivan and bird songs. And then you can just search on YouTube for two words, Bird Songs by Francine Ringgold. 
Francine just told us that a poem is meant to be read and then reread, for you always find something new. So we heard Loretta reading the poem the way I see now at the start before we experienced the conversation with Francine. We'll hear Loretta read it again and her musical response on WVIA. The Way I See Now for Jane Last night, a bird kept twittering in my left ear, waking me each time I fell asleep, keeping me up just above the surface of dream. What was this bird saying? Where was he going? Fagala, little bird. Small matter that bird was smoke detector. Weak signal. Its song gave me bird, gave me memory. Today it became my poem and yours. This bird, this giant raven black and shining, or tiny warbler twittering in dream. I give him to you. Hold him in the palm of your hand. Release him into the sweet gum tree out back. Take him to bed. Feel his wings flutter with each breath, his tiny heartbeat under your skin. This is the way I see now, with my hand, with my wings, with my heart.
The Way I See Now, a poem by Francine Ringgold, and it was read by cellist Loretta O'Sullivan and interpreted, responded to by Loretta O'Sullivan. Loretta is principal cellist of the Bach Choir of Bethlehem Festival Orchestra. We've known her for years with the Four Nations Ensemble, a chamber group in residence in northeastern Pennsylvania for a very long time, and she brought us bird songs, her collaboration with Francine Ringgold. We'll hear a conversation with Loretta O'Sullivan tomorrow on Art Scene, and we'll hear bird songs in its entirety.